That's what I'd like to speak to you about tonight. Comfort one another. Comfort one another. Let's just pray over the word of the Lord, if we will. If you could bow your heads with me. Lord, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for this gathering of your people. I give you praise today because your word is exalted, magnified. You have magnified your word even above your name. And today we open the word of life and ask God that it would sink deep into our hearts. Let it cause us to live. Let it cause us to thrive. Let it cause us to stand strong in this day and in this hour. We give you praise for it, Lord, and we worship you and only you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may lean back in your chair. Amen. I love this passage of Scripture. It's one of my very favorite passages of Scripture. It, of course, is the self-explanatory, really. It's the, one of the great passages that, that deals with the coming of the Lord, the return of Jesus Christ to the earth. And the Apostle Paul uh, gives us a clear understanding of what that day is going to be like, the day of the resurrection. He describes that the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout and, and that it will be the Lord, the Lord himself, shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and that the dead in Christ shall rise first and that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will not prevent them which are asleep and that we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then he says, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. There was a day in Pentecost uh, when there was much said and sung and preached and taught about the coming of the Lord and about heaven itself, about the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem. Singers would sing about it. Songwriters would write about it. Preachers would preach about it. Teachers would, would unfurl charts and, and give explicit detail as to the, the events leading up to and, and unfolding at the coming of the Lord. And there was an excitement. There was a real, genuine joy uh, that, that really su surrounded the church and, and filled the church with the idea that the Lord would return. It was not something they dreaded. Some of the songs that they wrote, I'm going to read some of the lyrics to them, to you. The song said, There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Lord waits over the way, to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall sing on the beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed, and their spirits shall sorrow no more, not a sigh for the blessings of rest. Here's a song that they used to sing, and, and we, we will pull it out and sing it as well. It said, there's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond where the saved of earth shall soon the glory share, where the souls of men shall enter and live on forevermore. Everybody will be happy over there. 
And they would sing, everybody will be happy, will be happy. Everybody will be happy over there. We will shout and sing God's praises. Everybody, every, think about that message. Everybody will be happy over there. Mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers will be singing round the throne in that land where no one ever knows a care. And the Christians of all ages will join in the triumph song. Everybody will be happy over there. We'll meet the one who saved us and who kept us by his grace and who brought us to that land so bright and fair. We will praise his name forever as we look upon his face. Everybody will be happy over there. There's another song that was uh, sung that simply said, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. They said, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. One song said, we will walk through the streets of that city where our loved ones have gone on before. We will go through the gates of that city, enter to go out no more. From the north, east, and west they shall enter. From a south to a host shall arise. Then the children of Abraham gather to hold a reunion in the skies. We shall walk through the streets of that city where our loved ones have gone on before. They sang about it with joy, with jubilance, with excitement because they were truly excited to go to heaven. Somehow, in some way, we lost the joy of heaven. We lost the joy of looking forward to being in God's presence with total joy, with total happiness, with universal gladness and cheer. Somewhere, somehow, sometime, we got comfortable in this world. We began to think that this world really did kind of have what we were looking for. We would never admit it, but we became very used to the comforts and the luxuries and the leisure of this world. It was something that we really believed we needed, something we didn't think we could do without. The generations of people that wrote these songs that, that I'm talking about were people who experienced World War II, people who experienced what history is called the Great Depression, people who experienced what history calls the Great War. One politician called it the war to end all wars, World War I. They also endured a pandemic, a global pandemic, called the flu of 1918. Some of them experienced the Vietnam War. These were people who went through great trial. Their children went to war and some of them never returned home alive. They knew what it was like to stand in line for soup and bread. They knew what it was like to lose all of their belongings, all of their possessions, to lose all of their wealth, to have all of it evaporate in, in a moment's notice. They knew the value of a dollar. They knew how to store up. They knew how to set aside later. In fact, people would, would even laugh at them later because sometimes they would hide money in their mattresses and they would hide money in behind, behind certain fixtures on the wall. They would hide money in books. They knew right where it was because they understood how quickly it could evaporate. This was a unique generation of people, multiple generations of people who have experienced hardships that you and I 
perhaps have never even thought about experiencing in our lifetime. And yet, here we are in 2020, a day we never dreamed would, would emerge in our lifetime. Never before did we ever imagine that there could be some kind of a crisis that would take the world's wealth and just at the snap of a finger over just a few days' time, all of it come tumbling, crashing down, and the economy buckle as it has. Now, I'm not here to paint a bleak picture. I'm here to remind you that this world is not our home. We are just passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me at heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Paul said, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And he admonished us to comfort one another with these words. Oftentimes, that's not how we comfort one another. Often we comfort one another with how much better it's going to get in this life. We comfort one another with how good tomorrow is going to be. We comfort one another with trying to consider how bad it isn't or, or perhaps some kind of a hope of some material gain or possession. And I pray, I pray that each and every person listening to me today has everything they've lost completely restored. And I know that God will do it. As a matter of fact, as Brother Rockland was giving to you the instructions of various ways you can give to the work of the Lord in this trying time, I wanted to be sure and tell you, don't forget that as you gave unto the Lord in ready now and continue to do so, the Lord promised a blessing upon you. And you can lay your hand on that offering or that device, however you give. And you can say, Lord, I'm standing upon your promises. And I know that you're going to bless me. When we gave, we didn't foresee this day, but we did foresee God keeping us through every challenge and every trial and every tribulation. Don't let your faith waver. Understand that God is with you. He will go before you. He will make every crooked path straight. He will abase every mountain. He'll exalt every valley. And he will make a plain path upon which your feet can travel. The Lord, your God, is with you. And he will keep you. And he will keep your family. And he will keep your finances. The oil will stay. The corn will not cease. The Lord will provide for you. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He knows exactly what we need. And everything is going to be all right. But what I really want to comfort you with is the comfort of knowing that it doesn't matter what happens on this earth. We have a hope in heaven. We have a hope in glory. And you know what? I know everything feels apocalyptic right now. And it's interesting because uh, the people that you might look to for answers and the people you might look to for a word of reassurance or encouragement, everybody has the same statement. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what to expect. That's the way it is in this world. It took something like this to make people realize we're not sure how this thing is going to turn out. We have hope and we have certain prognostications. We hope that those things will, will, that this will all fade away. But there's a little bit of an apocalyptic feel in the, in the air. Even today here in Cincinnati, I noticed it rained the majority of the afternoon and evening. Uh, my brother, uh, brother Nathaniel A. Urshan II would say, that that 
was good rapture weather. He said when he was a kid and, uh, and he was afraid that maybe the rapture had taken place, it was always on a rainy day. He said that was good rapture weather. If the Lord's going to come, he's going to come on a rainy day. And that's how it felt today. Just, just a little bit of a unique feel in the atmosphere as the world scrambles to kind of figure out what will happen next. But I just want you to hear what Paul said. Paul said, don't be afraid. Comfort one another with these words. When we speak of apocalyptic uh, language, we think of the end of the world. But for the Christian, for the believer, for the one God, apostolic, Jesus name, Holy Ghost filled believer, this is not the end of the world. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. We do not need to look at the coming of the Lord as something to be afraid of. We need to look at the coming of the Lord as something to look forward to, to be excited about, that at any moment those skies could open up and the Son of Man appear in the clouds, calling his bride together. What if this was the end of our life on this earth? What if this was the moment that the Lord returns to this earth? You ought to be excited. You ought to have great joy because what we've lived for, what we've longed for, what we've looked forward to is upon us. It's upon us. I, 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 feel, I feel a great faith rise up inside of me and a joy rise up inside of me when I consider that I very well could see something that my whole family preached about, sang about, taught about that I could actually hear in this natural body, I could hear the trumpet of God sound and I could hear the Lord return to this earth and I could see the bride of Christ gathered together. Hallelujah. Oh, be of good courage. It would be a beautiful thing. It would be a wonderful thing. It's not something to be afraid of. For the Lord to call us home, for him to gather us in his hand, it would be a glorious moment, something we've lived for all of our lives. This is not something for you to cower from. This isn't something for you to, to walk away from and, 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 and feel afraid about. But this is the day that the Lord has made. You know, if all of this passes over and in two weeks, three weeks, two months, we get back to normal, you know what? I pray we never get back to being lazy. I pray we never go back to being complacent. I pray we never go back to church and business as usual in the sense that we take for granted what God has so graciously bestowed upon us. I pray we always have an urgency to pray. That we always have an urgency to reach the lost. That we always have an urgency to worship and to tune in and to broadcast the word of God to whosoever will and to he that hath an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Oh Lord, this may only be a trial run. This may only be something that, 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 that emerges for a little while and then fades away. But may we never forget what we feel right now the uncertainty of this earth and the certainty of heaven the uncertainty of this fallen nature and the certainty of our almighty God may we never forget those things may we move forward with faith and not fear I want you to know that when you gave unto the Lord and as you give unto the Lord I want you to know that God keeps you and God sustains you it, it, he had used and is, and is using your, your company, perhaps, that you work for, but they were only a vessel. If they're not able to provide for you, 
the Lord will send his provision through another means. It is the Lord who provides for us. It is the Lord who sustains us. I comfort you with the words that we will live forever with him. This morning I woke up and, and the news greeted me that there was a 5.7 magnitude earthquake in Salt Lake City, Utah. I went to bed with the knowledge of, of the statistics of, of infection rising in our nation and in our world. And I woke up to a 5.7 magnitude earthquake in Salt Lake City. And my first thought was, are we praying yet? Are we praying yet? Are we just tuning into the news? Or are we on our knees in prayer? Are we looking to the eastern sky? Are we looking to God? Listen, if you're not ready to meet God, hear what I'm telling you right now. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Hear what I'm telling you. If you're not right with God, it's time to get right with God. If you're not where you need to be with God, it's time to get where you need to be with God. Don't be afraid. Be repentant. Hallelujah. God has given us an opportunity right here, right now to make things right with him. It's time to do it. It's time to do it. The Lord took my attention to the 10 virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. And he again pointed out to me that five of them had oil in their lamps. That's what made them wise. And five of them took no oil with them that's what made them foolish. Those who had no oil with them, they didn't realize they had no oil with them until the night fell. The Bible says that at the midnight cry, the bridegroom came. And when the five foolish virgins awoke from their slumber, they realized they had no oil with them. I pray and I believe that people are waking from their slumber. The foolish virgins and the wise virgins are waking from their slumber. And the question is, do you have oil in your lamp? The question is, do you have the Holy Ghost? The question is, do you have the Spirit of God? You know what? Listen, you can receive the Holy Ghost in your living room. I saw a beautiful, uh, I saw a beautiful uh, social media post of a young child receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit in his living room. I'm going to tell you, you can receive the Holy Ghost in your living room right now, right where you are. You can lift your hands to heaven, repent of all your sins, begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel like God's going to fill our homes with his spirit. God's filling our hearts with his spirit, and it's going to spill out of our homes and into the streets, and a Holy Ghost worldwide revival is going to overtake this coronavirus, and people are going to turn their hearts to God. This isn't the time to be sad. This is the time to stand. This isn't the time to retreat. This is the time to repent. This isn't the time to cower. This is time to comfort one another. With these words, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, not with a whimper, with a shout, 
with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, the saints of all the ages shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain, we're not going to prevent them which are asleep, we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord in a place where there is no virus, in a place where there is no death, in a place where there is no sickness, and no murder, and no war, and no poverty, and no theft and no sin in a place where there is peace forevermore comfort one another with these words one of the most beautiful things I've seen in all of this is how social media has been flooded with preaching and exhortation and song of the people of God prayer has flooded the social media airwaves people have taken time to, to, to give devotion and give the word of God. And, and we meant to do it. We intended to do it. Some were doing some. But now, now we have to do it. And I hope we never go back. I hope we never stop. We've got to fill the airways with the glorious truth of his gospel. We've got to put it online on as many platforms as we possibly can. Fill the earth with the testimony of the redeemed. Fill the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you to all of our pastors. Thank you to all of our church leaders. Thank you to all saints of God who are filling social media with the glorious truth of God and with the testimony of the redeemed and, and encouraging and comforting and strengthening and edifying the body of Christ. And the apostle Paul said, I'll tell you what to encourage people with. Tell them Jesus is coming. Comfort one another with these words. Listen to what he said in the next chapter. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. In other words, I don't have to state the obvious. You can look out your window and you can see. You can pull up a social media post. You can look at news online. You have no need that I write unto you. It's all around you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch. And let us be sober, for they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Comfort one another. In this time of economic uncertainty, comfort one another. Jesus is returning. Jesus is coming back. He might come back before, before the quarantine is up. He might come back before coronavirus has lifted. Or all of this could pass and he may not come for another several months or years. But one thing we know, Jesus is coming. And this is a reminder to us, we better be ready. We had better be ready. 
I wonder if we could make our hearts ready right now. I invite you to join with me in prayer right where you are. Just, just, just lift up your voice to God where you are. And just tell him, Lord, why don't you go ahead and repent right now, right where you are. Just say, God, I, I need your help. Lord, help me to turn from my wicked ways. Lord, there's sin in my life. I know it's not pleasing to you, and I know that it's something that can't enter that beautiful city. And these things that are surrounding me, they've got my attention. And Lord, I pour my heart out to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to give me strength to walk away from transgression. Help me to walk away from my wicked ways. Help me to turn. Help me to turn away from the things that I have done. Help me to turn from the lifestyle that I've been living, from my, from my arrogance, from my bitterness, from my, from my lust, from my pride, from my envy, for the grudges I've been holding. Lord, I ask you to forgive me and help me to walk away from it. Help me to see you for who you are. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, say this right now, Lord, I pray that you fill me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And begin to praise his name. Come on, begin to praise his name. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. And begin to praise the name of the Lord. I believe God can fill people with the Holy Ghost right now. I know he can. I believe he's doing it right now. Filling people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we praise you and we worship you. Lord, we lift you on high. We magnify your name above every name. Your name is higher. Your name is higher. Lord Jesus, your name is higher than coronavirus. Lord Jesus, your name is higher than economic recession. Lord Jesus, your name is higher than quarantine. Lord Jesus, your name is higher. It's greater than anything I may face in this life. Your name is higher than fear. Your name is higher than loneliness. Your name is higher. Your name is higher. Your name is higher. He is the most high God. Come on, praise him right now. Come on, praise Him right now. Praise Him with me in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We're going to sing again, and we're going to give God praise. And as we do, just magnify the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you.